Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Believe in Blazers podcast, episode six. This is the Media Day Preview Edition. We're going to give our thoughts on what we want to hear Trailblazers players say on Media Day, which is only two days away. It's Saturday, September 24th. We have some things to talk about today. I'm Tori Jones. My co-host is Stephen Vaughn. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Tori Jones YT. Stephen is at Stephen underscore V-O-N. Stephen Vaughn. What's going on, Stephen? Another much, man. Just uh, get ready for the season. You know, like you said, it's it's coming up. Media Day is coming up this week, and then right after that, they head over to Santa Barbara for training camp. So it's, I mean, season right around the right around the corner, Tori. Yeah, man, nine days until the first preseason game. They'll play a back-to-back on October 3rd and 4th. Excited to talk about that. Some actual basketball action, man. It's just this offseason has felt long, but it's also felt extremely short, and it's finally over. So I'm looking forward to hearing some of your thoughts on what you want to hear from Blazer players because this year is extremely interesting. Lots of interesting storylines that we will cover over the course of the season with this podcast and I'm very curious to see the mindset of the players and of the team as we head into things yeah no doubt I'll be there I'll be at media day for my first time ever uh so you know kind of it's kind of weird to say that I'm part of the media now Tori so I would say you're part of the media as well uh I'm not there at media day that's not official uh, yeah (laughs) we're we're together now so you're in it too but uh no I mean it'll be interesting um you know there's some interesting storylines also just to the media day in general, right? And we'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's some things I want to hear out of these players, out of the coaching staff, uh, out of Joe Cronin. I think it's important that we hear the correct things going forward to put confidence in this franchise because there's been a lot of weird storylines that have come out this off season that, you know, we weren't expecting. So I want to hear some good things um, out of media day. Yeah, and I plan on watching back or listening back to some of the comments from last year to help prepare me for this year to see if it's a little bit of a different feel because last year the team talked a lot about how they need to pull it together on the defensive end and accountability was a big buzzword during last year's media day and then We all saw how that turned out. They were good at home to start the season. Terrible on the road. No energy on the road. And the defense fell apart and was a bottom-tier defense once again. So, you can never buy talk. You gotta see action out there on the court. But it's still interesting to listen to. Yeah, no. Actions actions are louder than words, for sure. And I think this is a big season for that. You know, there's always been a lot of talk with the Blazers year in and year out. All the way back to the Neil O'Shea era. Like, this is the year. This is gonna happen. And then it just never happens. So... Uh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of a lot of things that want to be said, but more things got to be seen on the court. So it'll be an interesting day on Monday. Be sure if you want to keep track of it. Uh, you know, I'll be taking pictures. I'll be talking to people as well as much as I can. So uh, yeah, like you said, at Steven underscore V O N, or I'll be posting it a lot on uh, seven fifty the game. So at seven fifty the game on Twitter as well. That's where you get a lot of uh, a lot of inside stuff from me today because I will be there uh, covering it and trying to trying to get the inside. Yep, and me and Eric Brandt will have a stream after Media Day Monday night on Blazers Uprise Live, my second YouTube channel, where we will recap some Media Day things. So we have you covered around Media Day. But there is something with Media Day that disappoints me a little bit that I found out right before the stream talking to you, Stephen. Uh, It sounds like media might not be able to ask players questions. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're just uh, just prepping for the show and talking about it. 
and I was telling you I'm, I'm going, and so I have an email from the Trailblazers, and on the bottom of the email, I'm going to read it word for word right here. Uh, it says, there will be no one-on-one interviews on media day, and no member of the media should approach players for an interview. Media must remain in the immediate area of the press conference and not roam the building. So, yeah, it seems like you know, we're not going to be allowed to go and ask these questions. It's going to be more of a you know sit-down press conference type of style for all these players, and then when they're done with that, they're just going to go, which, you know, is good, I think, for some of the players, but there's also some specific things that we want to hear, right, especially from the coaching staff from Joe Cronin. So, um, yeah, it's a little disappointing, I think, but at the same time, you know, hopefully they understand that they need to address some things, right? There's some things on the court they need to address, some things off the court they need to address. Uh, so hopefully we get all the answers we want, but uh, I'm assuming we're not because of based off that little uh, little nugget that we get here. That's extremely frustrating for me because this new regime in the front office, Joe Cronin, he preached having an open line of communication and transparency and all this stuff. And then recently, there's been two things that have gone directly against that. They were not open and transparent with Gary Payton II's surgery in July, which we didn't find out about until the past week, okay, two and a half months later. And then they apparently aren't letting media ask questions of players, which is something that they let media do in the past, right? This seems like the sort of thing that would happen under the previous regime, but not this one. At least that's what I would have thought with what this front office and what Joe Cronin has said about being open and transparent. So I think that's a direct, um, you know, I think that goes directly against what he preached and that bothers me. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's just micromanaging at its best, right? Like you're really trying to control the message, control the narrative, which is not what you want to be, right? That's what was happening with the Blazers for so long, and now it seems like they're trying to do that again. Um, Again, but hopefully, you know, maybe it'll be different when we get there and we can, you know, submit some questions or things like that. Um, And so, you know, players and coaches kind of have an idea what we want to hear, but um, it remains to be seen. So uh, I'm going to hold out hope and, you know, not judge it quite yet, but if it is how it reads there uh, in the email, then, yeah, I think it's disappointing and I'm with you. Yeah, just as long as enough players talk, because that was one of my bummers with exit interviews to end the season, is barely anyone talked. I don't even remember who talked, but it was only a couple of players, and it wasn't what it normally was. So hopefully we at least get to hear from a number of different Blazer players, but we're still going to talk about what we want to hear from specific guys. I assume Joe Cronin and Chauncey Billups will have things to say. Uh, Let's start with Joe Cronin. Is there anything specifically you want him to to say in regards to this upcoming season? Well, first I want to hear just about the old Anisha Curry situation, right? I understand that nobody really knows what happened. Um, It just kind of came out of left field. Again, one of those surprising things that happened in the offseason of, well, she just gone. Right. Uh, They brought in some new people. uh, And so I just kind of want to hear if there's any explanation for what that was. Not that it's a big deal. Not that I think anything bad happened. I just kind of want to hear what happens because it's like like you said, we want to be open and want to have things addressed. So I think that is an important thing. I also want to hear just how him and Chauncey have gotten to work together. Right. You know, Chauncey wasn't hired by Joe Cronin. He was hired by Neil O'Shea. And I know Chauncey um, and Joe Cronin had a relationship before this. But at the same time, I want to hear how their relationship has grown, how they're working together, and if that seems like there's any type of, you know, rift between them. I don't think that there is, 
But I just kind of want to hear how they're on the same page together because I think that's very important when building a basketball team, really any sports team, right? Like to have your GM and your ownership and your coaching staff all on the same page. I kind of want to hear about their relationship a little bit um, and hear how they're doing together since it wasn't necessarily Joe Cronin who hired Chauncey Billups. Yeah, absolutely. In, in regards to the Anisha Curry thing, that is where I'm worried where if the media is not going to ask questions that's something that might not be addressed because if the media got to ask questions he would certainly get asked that specific question in regards to what happened with Adnisha Curry and that is something that I'm dying to know as well something else that I'd like to know is just what he sees the timeline for this team being to try and reach contention because he's talked about that the past year and he's given some differing answers where we want to retool and be competitive next year, but then also it's a multi-year process and it's not going to be a one-year ordeal. So I'd be curious to see where his mindset is in that regard because I don't think his answers have been 100% consistent in the past. I want to know how close he thinks this team is to getting to that goal and then I mean, he's not going to speak negatively of the team going into the season, so I would like to know what he thinks is missing, but I wouldn't expect him to speak on that. Tori, I want to know what you think about if if that is correct, and he starts talking about you know what his expectations are, and he does say maybe it is a multi-year process, how are you going to feel about that? Because I feel like that's the correct answer, but I know that Blazer fans might be mad about it because Dame is getting older, the team is getting older, and they kind of want to compete this year. But it's not going to happen this season, right? And I think that's just – maybe that's me. I don't think the Blazers are going to compete. If Cronin comes out and says it's a multi-year process, how do you feel about that? I, there's no answer that I'd really have a problem with just as long as he's he's honest. And that's – I just want some clarification on the inconsistency of the past because you do have some good young pieces on this team and it could be a better team two years from now it, just if those pieces develop correctly and if Chauncey Billups is truly a good player development coach. Uh, right now, the Blazers don't have their first-round pick next year. But assuming they make the playoffs this year after that pick conveys, then they would have control of all their future firsts. Then they'd be able to trade three or four future firsts or whatever instead of being locked up right now with the first that they owe Chicago. That's lottery protected through multiple years. So I think it might be easier to make a big swing next offseason or next year's trade deadline. And then when you have the young players developing uh, under that, Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, Shaden Sharp, Jabari Walker, then you can consolidate some of your other talent uh, into maybe better players that get you to that contention level. So uh, it, it would make a lot of sense as an answer. So I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, one other interesting thing I want to hear out of Cronin is he had talked about going into this offseason, how they need to make a big move. And, you know, if you follow the salary cap, you follow this kind of stuff like you guys do, you knew it wasn't going to be super possible to make these type of big moves. They go and they get Jeremy Grant, which is a good acquisition, but you know, I don't think that's a huge move, right? Like that's not a move the needle type of move. I wonder if he's going to talk about that, how they still need to make one of those type of moves going to the next season. Yeah, absolutely. And I would be curious to hear him speak on Anthony Simons if he thinks Anthony Simons is a star caliber guard, because that's the thing. You need stars to contend in the NBA. Um, and Anthony Simons could be that second star, you know, maybe Joe Cronin views him as that piece that's going to 
long, you know, in the next couple of years, get good enough to maybe make the Portland Trailblazers dark horse contenders. But I think it's just a unique situation for Portland where it just comes down to the defensive end. So that's another thing where I want to hear his thoughts on that side of the ball. And if he just thinks that if they can be a, you know, an average defense, maybe an above average defense, how good this team could be. Because I think that if they're an above average defense, they have a chance at contention. I would love to hear his thoughts on how how the defense could be good enough to get them to that level. I agree, man. Uh, let's move on to the next guy. That's Chauncey Billups, the head coach. You know, Chauncey was such a weird year one because you know it was kind of a fake year. The Blazers were trying to lose, so he did a good job of losing games. But now they're expected to win. Um, you know, for me right now, out of Chauncey. You know, I'm going to go to you first, Tori. We'll let you go first with this one since uh, I went first last time. What do you want to hear out of Chauncey Billups this season at Media Day? I want to hear him talk about scheme things. Um, I, I don't just want generic answers. I want to actually hear about his thoughts of the defensive scheme that he ran for the majority of last year, which was an aggressive pick and roll scheme. And if he plans on doing that this season, I think he has better personnel. So I wouldn't really have a problem with that. But um, this is where I wish questions could be asked because I'd love to ask Chauncey, do you think you need to switch it up a little bit more this year on the defensive end just to make things a little bit more unpredictable? I also want to hear if he has an identity in mind for the bench unit that might be different than the starting lineup because you have a lot of athletic defensive-minded guys that you can bring off the bench and I think you can play an up-tempo style with them and play really aggressive on the defensive end. I want to hear if he has maybe a little different ideas in mind for the bench unit than he would for the starting unit. Yeah, to that point for me, I want to hear specific players be mentioned by him. And I think for me... One of the most intriguing guys is Josh Hart because we know what he is. We know he's a good player in the NBA. He can play, right? He can play in the NBA. He can play in the playoffs, play on a good team. If he's on a bad team, he can get a lot of buckets. But what is his role on this team? Because they're so guard heavy with Damon Ant. He's not going to get many minutes at the two. So he's going to have to play a lot of the three, You know, maybe even some super small ball four, depending on lineups. You know, what, what do they really expect out of Josh Hart? Is he going to be the offensive threat off the bench? Is he going to be, you know, a, try to be a, more of a catch-and-shoot guy? Like, you know, he shot the ball really well when he came to Portland last season. I'm really interested to hear what he says about Josh Hart specifically. And I also want to hear him not call players out, but he kind of did this last year with Ants where he talked about he knows he has to get better defensively. If he wants to get to that next level, he has to improve defensively. I want to hear him do that again. I want to hear him even call out maybe Dame a little bit and say, you know what, we need Damian Lillard to be a good defender this season. We need Anthony Simons to step up and take a next level because we all know this. Portland's defense has been terrible, has been poor for so long, and for the Blazers to ever compete, they got to get that defense right, and it starts in the backcourt. It starts with Dame and Ant. So I do kind of want to see if Chauncey you know, doesn't hold back like he did last season and not necessarily call people out, but just hold people accountable. I think that's what he can do. With the pedigree he has playing, being a finals MVP as a point guard, like Dame has to respect him in that sense. Same with Anthony Simons. Him and Anthony seem like they had a great relationship a season ago. So I just want to see if he's holding people accountable already before the season, right? So when things happen during the season, if there's mess-ups, he can hold them accountable again. So that, that's one of the things I really want to see out of Chauncey Phillips on media day. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Last year, he had some press conferences after games where he kind of called out the team and it didn't seem like it went over the best with certain players and then there were effort issues and it would be interesting to hear his thoughts on that if maybe he feels like he can go about things a little differently or if it's a situation where he's going to keep going about things the same way he did last year and now this year he has his type of guys that shouldn't have the problems that occurred last year that he'll have have to call out in the way he did but also guys that maybe will be more receptive to that I'd be interested to hear his thoughts on that because there was a podcast that he did recently I forget the name of the podcast do you know do you remember the name of the podcast I don't remember the podcast but I did see that yeah yeah he did a podcast recently and he talked about um, how he has his guys, you know, his type of guys, like he has dogs. Um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but basically he would, he seemed very excited for this season because he, I think he just has players that'll play hard and it's not something that he's going to have to call out, which he had to do last year, which I think drove him crazy, to be honest with you. No, I agree. And, you know, that's why, you know, when we talked about guys who started the three, I, th- I think Justice Winslow is going to get some time and get some rotation minutes because of that reason. He talked about it last year, how he loves guys that play like Justice Winslow. And I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't know that you do either, but he's one of his guys that he loves to play. So I think, it, you know, I don't think he's going to tell us what the rotation is. I don't think he's going to tell us, you know, give out, you know, what he thinks minutes wise. But I do, I do want to hear something about some sub rotation type things, what they do with the lineup, because they got a lot of guys on the fringe. How are they going to really deviate those minutes? I also do want to hear to see if he talks about the aggressiveness on defense, because it was a different style than under Terry Stotts. You know, with Chauncey being more aggressive, Stotts being more conservative, I do want to hear if he talks about being aggressive again. So, I mean, there's some things I want to hear on Chauncey this year, because I do think it's a real big unknown if he's a good coach or not. And I liked the hire when he was hired. I have a lot of faith that he could be a good coach, but we just haven't seen it because we there was no way to see it a season ago. So I do want to hear some things out of Chauncey this season um, and what he thinks his team could be and who he really enjoys uh, coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the best player on the Blazers roster. That's, of course, Damian Lillard. What do you want to hear out of Dame? I think for me, I mean, it's, and he's said this before, but just say it again, how he's 100% healthy and he's ready to go. I mean, there's really nothing that I think he can say that is going to make me more excited, right? Like he, he was injured and he talked about how injured he was. And now he's talking about how he's 100% and he's ready to go. So I have no reason to not believe him. He's never lied to anybody like in the Trailblazer family or the organization. So for me, I just want to make sure to have him reiterate he's 100%. He's ready to go because uh, we know he's committed. He's committed to Portland. He's committed to wherever he is. So uh, for me, it's just, you know, it's all about health with him. And that's another thing going back with Chauncey. Like, hopefully hopefully Chauncey talks about, you know, playing Dame a little less minutes. And hopefully Dame is a little receptive to it. So if that is brought up, if Dame talks about maybe minutes played, maybe he's open to being receptive to playing a couple less minutes a night, trying to save that body for the playoffs if the Blazers get there. Because, you know, at the end of the day, all I want as a Blazer fan is I want the Blazers to make the playoffs and I want the guys to be healthy, especially Damian Lillard. So for me, it's all about the health. It's all about the minutes played. But anything else, man, I I think Dame, as long as he comes back and he's healthy, man, he's going to be good. Yeah, well, I would be curious to know how he thinks him being the healthiest he's been in years will manifest itself on the court. Like, what areas of the game will he he be better at because he's healthier than he's been? I've been trying to speculate 
on that for months. That's why I want to know and hear it from his own mouth. It's, okay, well, he should be better defensively. He should be able to slide his feet laterally a little bit better since that core issue is fixed. I would be curious to hear where he thinks that surgery and him fixing that issue will help him on the court. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, you know, I I think he – I don't know that he'll necessarily address the defensive thing because – it's just not really his thing, right? Like he's a great offensive player, so can he do it? I I don't know. I'll be interested to see if he does talk about how he feels uh, athletically, because you know I know a lot of Blazer fans, a lot of people I've read about, you know, they talk about how Dame's going to age gracefully into his career and turn into more of a Chris Paul type of player, but I don't know if I necessarily see that. I don't think that's his game. I don't. He his game is built off explosiveness, and that's how he gets his shots off, right? He takes those deep jumpers, which are great. But it takes a lot out of your body to get those shots off athletically. And so, you know, if he's not going to be 100%, he's going to have to adjust his game. So you're right. Like, if he is 100% and he talks about how he can move his feet, move his legs, move laterally, I think that'll be a really good sign because that's how he scores. He scores buckets by being explosive. And so we do need to see that. Yeah. Uh, I would be curious to know what he thinks went wrong with the defense last year and like what the specific issues were because that's something we haven't really heard him talk about he's called out maybe their effort at times um i'm kind of blanking on some of his post-game interviews last year but there was a couple where he was a little bit more candid in regards to some of the issues but i'd just be curious as a refresher what went wrong last year on the defensive end and why are you optimistic that this year will be different? You know, is it the different players you have around you? Is it Chauncey being another year older? Is it, uh, you know, you being healthier and you being able to help out more on the defensive end? I'd just be curious to hear how he thinks this year is going to be different in that regard. No, that'd be very interesting. Um, you know, another guy that I'm really excited to hear from, I think this is my number two most intriguing guy besides Chauncey. I think Chauncey's number one. Number two would be Anthony Simons. Mm-hmm. Um Tori, let me ask you first, since I just went on Dame. Is there anything in particular you want to hear out of Ant? Because there are a few things I do want to hear for sure. Yeah, this might get a little bit repetitive, but the theme is defense with this team going into next year, and can the defense be good enough? So everything kind of revolves and starts there. Um, What does Anthony Simons need to do to be a solid defensive player in the NBA? What does he need to improve on? I want to hear it from his own mouth. I want to hear him talk about... Uh, what he needs to improve on the defensive end. Self-awareness is good. The problem is, we had CJ McCollum in the past. A lot of times he said, well, I am a good defensive player. I'm I'm fine on the defensive end. And he absolutely was not. So he got paid, though. He got he, paid today. Yeah. Attaboy CJ got paid $32 <laughs> million a year for two years. That's the extension. Uh, I still I still think he's worth it. That's a whole nother debate. That, yeah, we'll, we'll that's touch on that another day. That's we'll a past debate, day. man. I'm happy to, to not have to argue that as much as I used to. But he wasn't super self-aware in regards to his defense, in my opinion. I think Anthony Simons is a little bit more self-aware. And when it comes to improving something, you need self-awareness. You need to realize what you're doing wrong in the first place. And this just doesn't just apply to basketball. This applies to anything in life. So just hearing Ant talk about where his struggles are on the defensive end and why he struggles and maybe what he's good at... um, And then hearing him talk about how he plans on improving the areas in which he struggles on the defensive end would be awesome to hear. I actually, to go the other way, I really want to hear what he says about his game offensively. 
Uh, we touched on this. I think he really needs to improve his you know drive game, get to the basket, get to the free throw line. I want to hear him talk about it. I want to hear him talk about how he's improved that. He's going to get better at that this season. And I also am curious uh, how he looks, right? You know, he's still super young. He's so young. How does his body look? Does he look a lot stronger this season? Because that will help him get into the hoop, getting fouled as well. So I do think there's a few things at him I want to hear. I want to hear him say that. You know, I want to hear him say, I need to learn how to get to the line. Um, I've been doing this to get better. And my body is more in shape, more strong. So I can absorb some of those hits, get some and ones, or just get to the basket more. I think that's that's the next step for him to become that superstar player. Right? That's the, that's the area CJ McCollum couldn't get to. He couldn't get to the free throw line. He wasn't getting to the basket, getting fouled. I think if Ant can do that with his athleticism, it's going to take a lot of pressure off of Dame, off of Jeremy Grant, off of Nurk. So for me, I really want to hear what he thinks he needs to improve on offensively because we all know defensively that that needs to be done. But offensively, man, that's how he's going to take that next step forward and make sure he earns that contract that he got. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the main guy I'm looking forward to listening to because with Dame on the offensive end we all know what Dame is on the offensive end with Anthony Simons we know he's good and we know he's talented but there are still some areas that he can improve on so that he could truly reach star status so I'd love to hear that in and I I think just confidence right like Mm -hmm. you can tell people that are confident when they talk not that Ant didn't sound confident before but just the way he carries himself I'm excited to see him in person just see how he looks holding himself up there with Dame, right? He's getting $100 million. Like, he's a dude now. He's not the young guy that's trying to earn that money. He's got his money. How has his personality changed? Is he acting like that dude, or is he still acting like that young kid? I'm excited to see it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Let's move on to the starting center, and then we'll talk about Jeremy Grant after. Yusuf Nurkic. What do you want to hear from Nurkic, who gives some interesting sound bites pretty regularly? Um, man, I hope he kind of calls out some of the media sometimes. I think it's always funny when he does that. Because uh, I could be one of those guys he calls out just because I was, I kind of, you know, I don't trash him, but I like Nurk. But uh, no, I mean, I think for me, it's all about just, you know, finishing with Nurk. You know, is he, is he feeling more confident with himself just as a basketball player? Because when he plays with that confidence and he plays strong inside, he can be a really good center. And you talk about this all the time, Tori, how good he can be. He really can be. When he is focused and really just focusing on the rim and getting to the hoop, Is he can he do that for a whole season? He hasn't shown that yet in his career. Um, I just want to see if he talks about that because he's coming off the good international games that he had. Can he continue that going forward? Um, and then maybe a little bit about his jump shot if he's feeling a little more confident in that because it has been pretty bad in his NBA career. Does he feel confident enough in stepping out and shooting those threes? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to know where his mind is after playing for the Bosnian national team this past summer. I want to know if he feels like he's in a different place, either physically, maybe in better shape, or mentally, maybe he has more confidence going into the season because he had some very successful games playing for the Bosnian national team where he outplayed Rudy Gobert. We talked about that on one of our podcasts, so it would be interesting to see where his mentality is at after that experience. Yeah, because, you know, again... Nurk is one of those guys where when he plays with confidence and it showed in those international games, like he could be really good. So, um, and he's, he's a guy that the Blazers are investing in again. So they could have traded him at last trade deadline. They did not. They decided to keep him and sit him out for the rest of the year. I do want to see how that confidence grows into this season. 
Yep, absolutely. So the starting power forward, the new guy in town, Jeremy Grant, uh, he was the biggest acquisition this past offseason. What do you want to hear from the newest acquisition? We haven't really heard a whole lot from him, so uh, it's going to be kind of new listening to him talk about this Portland Trailblazers team. Yeah, I want to hear what he thinks his role is, right? Like, is in Detroit, he was kind of a you know the go-to guy handling the ball, being inefficient offensively. Where does he really see his role played off of Damian Lillard on the offensive side? Because he's not going to have to have the ball. He's not going to have to create too much. But is he necessarily that knockdown shooter? No, he's not. So how is he going to fit good with his team? Because him and Dame have a good relationship. Dame talked about that, how you know he really wanted Jeremy Grant on the team, and so he was really excited when they got him here in Portland. I want to hear how he feels like he can adjust offensively and play off of Dame and make it so it can be successful on the offensive side. And then, of course, defensively, I want to hear about if he's ready to take that step of being kind of that, you know, the guy that can guard a wing player on the team because they need him to be a good defensive one-on-one stopper. Yep, absolutely. And then I want to hear his thoughts on playing for a winning team again because he passed up the same exact contract, two returns to the Denver Nuggets after they made the Western Conference Finals in the bubble so that he could go to Detroit. Now, he had other reasons and legitimate reasons. You know, whatever he wants to do is what he wants to do. I have to respect it. But I would be interested just to see if He's truly excited about being able to play for a team that has aspirations of winning actual basketball games um, because defensively he wasn't necessarily as good in Detroit as he was in previous stops. But that makes sense. He's playing for a team that's tanking, trying to lose games, a team that's not super invested in winning. So it would be interesting to hear his thoughts on the change going back from a tanking team to a hopefully a winning team. Yeah, and I want to hear, you know, what he thinks about Chauncey, right? I think he's going to have a lot of respect for Chauncey. But going to what you said, the expectations are that the Blazers win now. And so there's going to be a lot put on his plate. What does Chauncey think about Jeremy Grant? What does Jeremy Grant think of Chauncey and how he can fit in his type of style of offense and defense? Uh, I think that's a, a very interesting thing. Yep. Next guy we're going to talk about is who I think will be the starting small forward next season, which is Nasir Little, who I've tabbed as the Blazers' X-Factor next season. And he's going to be a fascinating guy to listen to because he has a ton of talent. He just has to put it all together. The main thing I want to hear him talk about is just that, is just finding consistency. He's been injured a lot, so he's been robbed of uh, playing last year for the tanking team for for a bit that could have helped him develop and find more of a rhythm he's been very inconsistent shooting the ball from month to month so it'd be interesting to hear if he's you know cognizant of that and then if there are things that he's been able to try and do this past offseason to hopefully make him a more consistent shooter or just a more consistent player. Maybe it's just a consistent mental approach to each and every game. I don't know, but is if he can find consistency, he's going to be a good NBA player. So I'd want to hear him touch on that. What is something you'd want to hear him talk about? I do want to hear him talk about defense. Because I do think he was a poor off-ball defender in his first couple seasons when he was getting good playing time. 
I think one-on-one, point of attack, defender, he can be really good in certain situations, but he doesn't necessarily have to think about what he's doing, but off the ball, he's in a lot of bad spots sometimes, so I do want to hear about that, see if he's really, you know, watching film and figuring out where he needs to be off the ball, because, uh, you know, Nurk's not necessarily going to be that rim protector guy. I think Nas, not that he's going to be a rim protector, but he can kind of, you know, be a good help defender and uh, block some shots if he needs to, or at least contest down low, so... I want to hear about his off-ball defense especially. And then just kind of going into this uh, contract year that he can have, what he's expecting out of himself, right? And I think you kind of touched on that a little bit, just how he improves as a game. But what does he expect this season from himself? Because we've talked about expectations with Nas. I think it's he's such an unknown because he's been hurt and he hasn't had a lot of consistent playing time. I don't know what to expect out of him. So I want to hear what his expectations are for himself. Yep, absolutely. He's going to be one of the most exciting players this next season. Let's move on to Josh Hart, okay, who I think is going to be the sixth man, but certainly has a case for being the starting small forward next year. I would want to hear him touch upon how he might approach a sixth man role and a starting role differently. You know, if he's playing with the starting unit and he doesn't have to start to end up playing with Dame and Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, he could end games with that lineup if he plays well. But I'd be curious to hear about how he would approach things differently depending on which unit he's playing with and who he's playing next to. Yeah, does does he care if he comes off the bench to start the game or he starts? I think that's an important thing. I think a lot of guys want to start. Is Josh Hart a guy that really feels like he needs to start to be effective or can he come off the bench, be a sixth man, and still be effective? Um, and it just kind of, I think that's really interesting to hear from him. Also, just what his role is. I Like you said, I think he's going to be the sixth man. I think he's going to be a guy that can handle the ball off the bench and kind of be that bench scorer, but... Is that necessarily his best role? I don't know that it is. I want to hear what he kind of says, you know, he expects out of himself with his role this season. Yeah, I'd also love to hear him touch upon that four-game winning streak they went on last year where they looked like they were playing some very solid basketball and what exactly went right during that stretch and how they might try and replicate that this year because that team just seemed like it instantly had a ton of chemistry. It was kind of hard to put a finger on what specifically they were doing better. They were playing better defense for sure, but offensively it also just looked like a a more team-oriented offense that played off each other really well. So I'd love to hear his thoughts on what exactly made that unit with Anthony Simons himself, Justice Winslow, Yusuf Nurkic, what made it work so well and if he thinks, you know, a potential bench unit with him, Gary Payton the second, Winslow, Drew Eubanks, like how he thinks this team might try and do some of the same things that worked last year. No doubt, man. Um, another interesting guy, and it's the rookie, Shane Sharp. I, I do, I want to hear your thoughts about Shane Sharp and what you think he's going to say if he does talk. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly how the format is going to be for me today if every single player is talking or not. I imagine Shane Sharp will because he was a top, you know, he was the seventh pick in the draft lottery pick. Um, if he does talk, what do you want to hear out of Shane Sharp? Yeah, and here's the thing. Even if some of these players don't talk, it's still good to talk about what we want to hear from them. It just kind of sets up the storyline for each player entering the season. So uh, as far as Shane Sharp goes... Honestly, the number one thing I want to hear is him show some personality, man. Like, just come out of his shell a little bit, show some personality. But uh, for real, I'd be interested to hear how maybe his 
perception on the team has developed over the past couple months. Uh, supposedly, he's you know working out now, and Dame's been able to work out with him a little bit. So I'd be interested to hear about you know where his mind is just in general going into next season because he hasn't been in the NBA he wasn't here last year it's not like he can talk about how the team should improve from last year to this year or anything so um, as far as he goes it's not even anything real specific I'm just curious where his mind is at entering the season and then of course I'd want to hear him talk about you know dealing with the injury and how that's doing yeah I think you're right with the mindset thing you know because he hasn't played organized basketball games in so long he played that little bit in summer league but you know does that really count not really like he hasn't played in years in an organized basketball game with referees and players on his own level so i do i agree with you i think the mindset is the number one thing with him and can he come back and and contribute this season i think he's going to get a crack to come off the bench and be a guy that can score um but does he really have the confidence to come off the bench right now in his rookie season after not playing so long in organized games to contribute and be part of the players. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what his mindset is. Yep, absolutely. And then Gary Payne II, the Blazers' mid-level exception, signing from this past year's offseason could be a huge difference maker on the defensive end. What would you want to hear from GP2 other than it's for the money? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear him say about the money again, Tori. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, okay, hell yeah. Uh, no, to, I mean, GP2, man... I don't really know. I don't. I don't expect a lot out of him. Uh, what I want to hear him say, to be honest, I kind of feel like we know what his role is going to be. Um, he knows what his role is going to be. He has really accepted that as that's how he's going to make it in the NBA. So I think for me, you know, maybe just kind of just how he can maybe take some of the things that he learned in Golden State and translate them to Portland. Not that that's a big deal, but like, can he really help out? the Blazers in a way that he learned some of the culture stuff in Golden State and how that is such a good culture down there. Can he bring some of that to Portland? I think that may be the main thing. Yeah, and honestly, I'd love for him to become a defensive mentor for a guy like Anthony Simons, who's similarly athletic to him, but obviously nowhere near the same caliber of defensive player. Anthony Simons has had an offensive mentor in Damian Lillard, and you can see some of Dame's offensive game in Anthony Simons' offensive game. I would love for Gary Payton II to be a defensive mentor for a guy like that, maybe a guy like Shaden Sharp. So uh, I would love to ask him, you know, do, do you plan on being a mentor for these guys to help them out on the defensive end? Do you plan on taking a leadership role, much like you said, and trying to take some of the things from Golden State and make some progress on the defensive end here in Portland? No, I think that's a good point. That's a good one. Uh, you know, is he is he the type of guy that is willing to go out and you know give Anthony Simons those type of lessons and be that mentor? You know, it doesn't it takes a different type of person to be a leader, right? A leader and a mentor. Not not all people are like that. So um, yeah, I think GP two could be that type of guy because he's been through so much in his career. But is he willing and open about it that he wants to help on Anthony Simons? I think that is uh, that's a good point there by you, Tori. And I think it'll be very important because we talk about the defense all the time, man. Dame and Ant, one of them's got to step up and be at least an average defender, and I think the obvious answer would be Ant to take that that step up. So can he do it? Yeah, I think GP2 maybe could help him out. Yeah, and it's just interesting because he's been the guy trying to claw into the league. He's been the guy 
kind of at the bottom of the totem pole. This is really for the first time ever where he's further up that totem pole and he could be in a leadership position. So it'll be interesting like he, to see like if he, he has takes a, that. He has a role on this team, a guaranteed role. Yep. This is the first time he's had that since he was at Oregon State. So, I, yeah, it's a good point. Like, how does his mindset change? Does he still have that dog in him? Does he still have the hard, the hard-nosed thing? But also, at the same time, can he be that leader to young guys? I think it's, it's interesting. Yep, absolutely. Is there anybody else you want to hear from? Is there anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the other guys, I guess... I guess maybe Jabari Walker a little bit just to kind of feel like how he thinks his summer league could translate to the regular season. Um, but that's about it really for the rest of the team. That wraps up the media day preview. That is what we want to hear from Portland Trailblazers players, from Joe Cronin, from Chauncey Billups. And then next week, Stephen, what do we have next week for yeah, next episode? little programming note here for next week. We will have a special guest coming on someone at the Blazers organization who will be down in Santa Barbara at training camp to watch the players practice, talk to some players. He'll be at media day as well. He's a well-known person in the Portland Trailblazer family. So uh, be sure to be on the lookout for that for next week as we get him in. And we really start to preview, you know, the regular season and the preseason with the Portland Trailblazers. Cause like you said, it's right around the corner. They're going to training camp and he will be down there to give us the firsthand report. So be sure to check us out uh, next week on that one. Yeah, as a fan, I'm very curious to hear the insight next week. I'm looking forward to it. Man, I'm looking forward to talking about things that are actually happening. And then the the episode after that, we're going to be recapping some preseason games. So it's already here. And we'll have you covered right here with the Believe in Blazers podcast. Video versions are on my second YouTube channel, Blazers Uprise Live. The audio you can find at Believe.com. You can find on Spotify. You can find on Google Podcasts. You can find pretty much anywhere you want your podcasts. With that being said, said that's a wrap for this episode thank you all for listening as always peace out go blazers thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube